I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did you hear what Dumois said? Who is it? Can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about on Dumois. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, we're talking about the Funny Girl Broadway revival controversy, Chris Evans' dating life, and a blind item that actually came from Army Hammer. We're discussing all of this and more with Sasha Charnin Morrison. Sasha is the author of the Stylist Bible, Secrets of Stylists. She's currently the style director at CBS Watch Magazine and boasts over 30 years of fashion magazine experience working for such notable publications as Allure, Elle, Harper's Bazaar, Mirabella, 17, Us Weekly, and Vanity Fair. Sasha is incredible. Let's get started. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hello, T-E-N-D dot com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited for my guest today. She worked at Us Weekly during a time when I considered Us Weekly my Bible. So I know in my heart, I know that you were part of the... Um, staff when Us Weekly was literally like top of the game. And I don't mean to like shit talk Us Weekly right now, but admit that when you worked there, it was like top of the game. News Entertainment Magazine. Top. Top, top. Okay. (laughs) I mean, no. All I wanted to do, I was like a very serious uh fashion editor at Harper's Bazaar and many things just led me to Us Weekly partly because I love entertainment my first job pretty much was at Vanity Fair and I just felt like I needed to I needed to be there there was like a magnetic force or like a curse I don't know what the hell it was I and it was just that. you know it, it was and I had to figure out a way to get there And luckily, the position of fashion director, which nobody knew really existed there, uh, opened up. And my friend was the fashion director. She was leaving. And then I got the job. And I mean, it was 10 years of pure bliss. Oh, I love it. Well, let me introduce you. This is Sasha Charnin Morrison. You are currently the style director at CBS Watch Magazine, but your resume reads all the A-list magazines. You worked at Allure, Elle, Harper's Bazaar, Mirabella, for those who remember 
that magazine. Kind of a blast from the past. 17, Us Weekly, Vanity Fair. I mean, you were in the trenches during a time when pop culture was at its height. Before social media. Yes. Before anything that, that, you know, you can access online, you were in the trenches. So I just want everyone to know you are so generous with your knowledge and so generous with your knowledge of, you know, editorial journalism that in the beginning, when I started my account, you would always send me, um, you know, like fun little things to post, like celebrities that look alike or celebrities that went to the prom or celebrities <laughs> guess their ages. You would send me all of like the Us Weekly-esque type of content. And I appreciated it so much. Like you were you were kind of mentoring me in a way, like whenever Aww. you had time. And I, I just want to let you know that I really appreciate that. And um, God, I just look up to you so much. Oh, well, I... I- look up to you because I mean, first of all, so we, this was in the, in the beginning of COVID and we were, we didn't know what the hell was going to happen to the world. Honestly, being in New York, the epicenter of this craziness. And um, the fact that you were receptive to any of this insanity that I was sending you um, was just, I was charmed and I was, um, I felt really, um, I felt important in the fact that you acknowledged it. And and then actually. <laughs> You're like an OG, you know, of the business. And like, you know, not, not to toot your own horn, but you created, I think you once told me this in passing very casually, like the who wore it better section of Us Weekly. Well, that I inherited, inherited I, I, it. It okay. was like an inheritance that I did for 10 years. Right. And the front of the magazine, like the red carpet look of whatever it was, the theme. And um, yeah, but I really, that to me, it was so important to people's lives. <laughs> it's like, okay, yep. it was great. It was, it was great. great fashion entertainment. Like I feel, and I don't know exactly what years you were there, but you know, there was a time when Us Weekly was a great resource yes. for celebrity fashion. Yes. And I, there was something called the Buzzometer. Yes. Which I don't know if, if people will remember, but it was about brands. And I kind of adopted this. It was about brands or clothing or clothing lines that celebrities were using and wearing. And it yes. was a great resource to be like, okay, I saw Jessica Alba in this top. This is where I could buy it. Yeah. And it was also just, and then they put little bees on, yes. you know, whether it was hot or, you know, and um, it actually had become, you know, in the way that uh, Instagram and social media and all of those, the, all these platforms that generate um, money to the companies, um, that was like the original, you know, uh, situation. And um, it was really important to a brand to establish their lives with celebrities and we we had testimonials about just you know the amount of stuff that was sold so um it built businesses yes yes Um, i love it yeah and that's and the front of the book was like that the back of the book was for amusement you know um and it was just great and i was so i was so honored and privileged too 
to be part of that because I just felt like that's where it's going to go. This is where, because it's never left, you know, that's why like you're so important because this stuff that we talk about, even when people poo poo it and whatever they say about, you know, we should be thinking about other things that are more important. It's like, yes, we are thinking about things that are important, but we are also, we we're in need of amusement, entertainment and mm -hmm. something that's glamorous. Yeah. I mean, you're only dealing, you're not doing business. You're dealing with like the glamorous of show, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The glamorous of show. I love that. I love that. Well, let me ask you a question because you, you know, us weekly, you know, you would use, I think like stock photos for your covers, but you shot a lot of original covers. Yes. And who was your favorite photo shoot that you've done? Which celebrity that you worked with? Well, you know, they were all great. They were all difficult, only because <laughs> there were so many components that you had to deal with. But I guess, so my favorite one that I did, because I styled some of them, has got to have been, we did like a Ricky Lake um, reveal. Oh. And she was so, it was one of the best-selling covers that um, we had. And she was so great. And accessible and fun and she'd lost all this weight and you know those covers were the ones that really besides like you know Britney's sick and this one is that and this you know split and all of that stuff the ones that really resonated were the weight loss covers because people actually felt good about what was happening and we really revealed you know we didn't dress them in black clothing. Nothing was, you know, everything was revealed. So you could see every angle to, you know, and the airbrushing was not like, you know, Photoshop is on, on Instagram now. So that was great. The Christina Aguilera cover sold really well. I worked on that one. That was difficult because there were just so many, I've, I've never seen so many people arrive on a shoot just to was get this was this during her like dirty era she had had the baby no oh, it was okay. after dirty so she had the baby she was with the husband she, she she um so she had just been through um a lot of change and mm -hmm. she looked fantastic you know and it was like the era when we would put everybody in Hervé Léger and, mm -hmm. you know, those bandage dresses yeah. and, you know, um, and those two in my mind, um, were my, were my favorites because they were fun and challenging. How much hair did Christina Aguilera Should have <laughs> on the shoot hair, hair extensions? Were there she like didn't tables have, she didn't have, um, an enormous amount of hair extensions. No, 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 no. Okay, good to know. But it's but it but it's interesting though, you know, it makes just to explain why you need that on a photo shoot is because when the hair is down and it's very thin cuz most of the ladies in Hollywood, you know, everything is like the, the the all the hair is falling out because of all these terrible treatments that they have to go through and whatnot. But um you know, they have to bring hair pieces to fill it out so it doesn't look like you have these, you know, blocks in the back of the head in pictures. So that's why there are tables and tables of hair. But Christina, I don't think 
I think she was just coming off the baby. So her hair was actually kind of great. I love that. I think we discussed when that whole Blake Lively hair gate thing happened on my Instagram account where people were saying that in person her hair was a lot different than on Gossip Girl and on red carpets. I think, yeah. right? And you told me that she, I feel like you told, it might have been you who told me that she had actually tables and tables of hair. Every hairstylist on every shoot, I mean, you need to just, you know, know this. It's like they come prepared. Right. And they match True. the colors before True. the shoot. And I mean, it's a great kind of insider tip, but wouldn't, I mean, I would want, on every occasion, the kind of glam that goes on for these photo shoots, I would want that every day. So really they, every day. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I could, you know, <laughs> it's just like, I want mountains of tables and they, and you are right. There are like tables and tables of hair extensions weaves depends on who it is, right. you know, just miles of hair to make a picture looked, you know, look beautiful. And natural. <laughs> and, <laughs> and totally natural. <laughs> you know. Okay. It's so fascinating. I love it. It's very fascinating. I think people yeah. are just fascinated by it. You know, no no shame in your extension game um, no. at all. Um, it's just fascinating. DraftKings Casino is bringing you only the best. Classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Plus exclusive games you won't find anywhere else. What's your favorite casino game, Ferris? Oh, you know it's roulette. (laughs) Same. Same. Roll it like roulette, baby. Put it all on red. (laughs) What numbers are you playing, Ferris? I'm playing six and 11 and uh, 16. I'm playing four. All my right. favorite number. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use code Do You. New players get an instant deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. That's code D-E-U-X-U. Only on DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly 21 plus physically present in connecticut michigan new jersey pennsylvania west virginia only void in ontario eligibility and other restrictions apply one per new customer must opt in and make minimum $5 deposit within seven days, 168 hours of registering a new account. Max, match $100 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days, 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash new player offer 2024. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu.
The next thing I just quickly want to touch on is Chris Evans. I just posted yesterday that I was interested in his love life, which I can't believe I admitted that because there's so much... There's so much drama surrounding it. And the reason there's so much drama and actually two people just messaged me confirming this. He is so, so private about who he dates. Like people that are in Hollywood and even are in those Hollywood circles don't even know. But I received a DM. So this person hasn't written me back permission to repeat this, but I'm going to say it anyway. We might have to bleep the names. But somebody just said, I just heard from a reliable source that Chris Evans is seeing someone new, but hooked up with both Diana Silvers and Kelly Berglund at some point recently. Thought I'd pass it along. Now, first of all, I didn't know who Kelly Berglund is. Do you? No. <laughs> okay. I Googled her. I mean, she's a very pretty blonde, 26. She was on a Disney show. Which oh well then that 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 means make that sense. she's gonna win an Oscar in a year. <laughs> uh, I feel like he's in those Disney circles because of you know movies and and whatnot that he works on. So I feel like this could be possible. She's very cute. She's very cute. Um, but do you ever hear anything about Chris? Have you ever encountered him in you know your time Me? in the business? Yeah. No. Never, I just, right? <laughs> no, I just like looking at the pictures. Okay. I always okay. find it hilarious that um, at this stage, um, you know, that I have to Google who people are dating because that was like a big um, rule at us weekly, which is that if the people needed to be Googled, then they, they really didn't have a place um pretty much in the magazine. Because, I love that rule. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I don't think it was ever written, but I remember, I remember for myself when I would do who wore it best, you know, I would put somebody who I thought was great looking or whatever and had been in one movie and they were like, who is this person? And I said, I don't know. She just looks great. And she was wearing the same dress. So can we put her in and they just said no, because if I have to Google that person, then nobody else is going to know who it is. So I thought, okay, well, that that's a good rule. It's a great rule. And actually, yeah. yeah, I hear it all the time. You know, some people, I, I guess it depends on the generation. I feel like yes. some of my um, older millennials or like Gen X followers will message me and they'll they'll be like, I love your account, but I never have any no, idea no. who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> Exactly. And but that's like 90%. But the problem is, you know, the thing is, we don't know for the older people like myself. It's like there's certain people that we know and there's certain people that we just don't know because we don't cover all the platforms. So, you know, probably on TikTok this person is huge, but we have no, you know, no clue. And so it's hard to say at this stage now, you know, if that is um, the way that you can, you know, give somebody a, a career, we can't, right. we can't, we can't, um, you know, oh God, I don't even have the words to say. 
we can't not say that they're important or special or something because everybody everybody today has like the same name. I mean, I keep looking at Stasi, 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 Stasia, Stas, Stas. So confusing. There are so many Stasis. So like when is is that even how you pronounce? Yes, Stasi. That's so, so there's true. so many Stasis. I'm like, who the hell? So there's like Stasi Schroeder and. And then there's another, isn't there's Stassi yeah. who's like friends with Kylie, Kylie. or something yeah. who stepped in when, you know, so yeah. I don't know who any of these, you know, they're, they all have the same name and, um, yeah, it's very, what you're do what you do is very difficult. Yeah. Do you know who Diana Silvers is? She no. was someone that, yeah. Okay. So she was in the movie Booksmart. Did you see Booksmart? Okay. Yeah. I actually saw that. Yeah. So speak. Well, speaking of Booksmart, yeah. Seg- segue. Segue. Yeah. We're gonna um, <laughs> talk about Beanie leaving Funny Girl. I'm gonna read. Okay. So obviously, I got a ton of DMs about this, but I'm gonna read from two specific people. Who the first person was actually the person who broke the news to me that. Um, that's Leo, right. You. That's yeah. right. You had the information first. Right. So this person, I'll read first, um, and then I definitely want your opinion because for you guys who don't know, Sasha's dad created one of the most iconic and beloved musicals of all time, Annie. And if you don't know what Annie is, I, I don't know. There's no. There's. There's no hope. I mean, it's like first of all. I still sing it to this day. I mean, yeah. I, I can't tell you the love I have for for that musical. And, and the movie's great, too. The original movie. I know they remade yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we we have so many opinions about... I mean, they've made four, four or five movies of this thing. And still, in our, in our family mind, they haven't gotten it right yet. But I know that everybody loved the first movie. Oh, my God. It is like, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Um, what do you think of the first movie? Like, did you guys? We were really, I mean, it's been documented. So I can't, I'm not even like, you know, I'm not revealing anything. My right. father was highly, hugely disappointed because. Really? Yeah. But there's so much to understand about why. Right. And yeah. it's just that, you know, he created this thing. He wrote the lyrics. He he was the original director and um, you know, it just wasn't the stage musical and there were so many details that they glossed over and added and got into a lot of trouble and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Everybody loves it. Thank God, you know, 45 years later, we're talking about it. And when my father used to be down in the dumps, you know, I would say something to him like, you know what, you wrote a song that everybody on the planet I would say pretty much knows, right? They know your lyrics. So you should feel good about that. Yeah. That's like a good thing. And, you know, optimism and, and all of that. But tomorrow is like one of those songs where, you know, so anyway, we, um, yeah, that's interesting. Wait, yeah. what about also hard knock life? I feel like well, everyone knows another, that right. And so that was like another song, which has, has been given so many different great lives, you know, Jay-Z covered it um, in his way. And then it was in Austin Powers, which was interesting. And then um, something actually, something coming up on a, um, on a season finale of a show, I can't really reveal, but we got a, um, a a request 
because um, my father passed away. So this is like kind of landed in our laps and we got a request with uh, Charles Strauss, who's the composer of the music, to use a song on a season finale of a big show. And um, so it's going to be interesting. And, it, and it's amazing 45 years later that um, it's still something that people have a love for, you yeah. know, whether it's Hard Knock Life, Easy Street, NYC, Tomorrow, Maybe, you know. So. You're never right. fully dressed without a smile. Without a smile. <laughs> another, another great one. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, let's get into Beanie. I'm going to read um, okay. a couple of DMs. So before it was even announced that she was leaving, I got this DM, but I, I held on to it. It says, apparently leaving six months in was not Beanie's choice. She was essentially let go by the producers to bring in Leah because of the bad reviews. But the producers literally haven't even had a conversation with her about it. Her agents had to tell her. They also were supposed to record the cast album last month and then were told last minute that they couldn't secure a studio and kept putting it off. The thought is that they'll keep putting it off until Leah joins the cast and Beanie will not be on the cast album. Pretty unheard of for an OG cast member to be shut out like that. Very shady. And for the record, I've heard that Beanie is wonderful to work with from her fellow castmates. I know there were some rumors about her being difficult, but I haven't heard anyone say anything negative in that respect. Also, not sure if you want to say this on the podcast, but a friend of mine in the cast asked Jane Lynch what her thoughts on Leah were. And her exact words were, love that girl, but she's a sociopath. <laughs> she's... <laughs> She said the cast has nothing to worry about, but the crew, people beneath her, are in for a ride. This is with Leah. I personally oh. hope she takes this contract as a rebranding moment for herself. That was one person's take on it. Um, somebody else said the final nail in the coffin was no Tony nomination. Producers yeah. were having a shit fit and pretty much demanded a do-over stat to get it right this time. Honestly, some were shocked that Leah said yes because she apparently was so devastated it didn't go to her in the first place that they thought maybe her pride would prevent her from accepting. But nope, she knows a good deal when she sees one. Now she gets to play the show's savior and hopefully gets rave reviews. But it wasn't just a matter of Beanie wanting out. They wanted her out too. It was definitely mutual. The whole thing was just a colossal mismatch. Oh boy! Wow, that's like the New Yorker. <laughs> I know. I have I have good sources. I have good sources. They like they're so great. They're so wonderful. They like take the time. To, yeah. To, to wow. I know. Yeah. So, what's your take on the whole thing? Well, the whole thing is that you know Broadway. So we haven't had in many years, many many years, any type of controversy as big as this one. I mean, this mm. is like. This is this is up there with you know the the um, the making of Elle Woods. Did you see that on MTV? No, when they were no. searching for Elle Woods and Legally Blonde. No, I didn't. and it was just like all these girls, and then they were just clawing at each other to be the replacement for the lead role. And oh my god, and the people were screaming, hair was flying. Oh my god, so crazy. But this situation is so insane. So just a little background. I really, I have no affiliation whatsoever with the show. I know the show because 
you know, Barbara Streisand originated the role. It was written for her based on a, um, the character Fanny, the, the, the actress Fanny Bryce, who was on Broadway, the Ziegfeld Follies in the 1920s, 1930s, made into a great movie. She won an Academy Award, Barbara Streisand, has, and it has not been revived in all this time until now. So somebody came up with a great idea to have Beanie do it, which I thought was a great idea. And I just feel like they, uh, reviews weren't great. The people that came to the show loved it. You know, the audience loved it. Um, a lot of them did not. A lot of them had a lot of opinions. A lot of people had opinions and they hadn't even seen it. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for me to really say, well, you know, this is what the, this is what I thought of it. But I think that um, they just, uh, well, I said the other night on Facebook and people are just really mad that I said this, but they, I don't know if she, nece- I don't think she stood a chance with all of this kind of craziness that was going right. on, you know? Yep. And that's a lot on your shoulders. I have only heard amazing things about her. I have never heard a bad word. And she actually went to the camp that I went to, which uh, Stage Door Manor, which a lot of kids um, came out of. Um, But she, listen, I mean, she took a lot on her shoulders for all of this. And then, of course, you have Leah Michelle, who has wanted to play this role for many years. She got into a lot of trouble recently because of her behavior, right? And... I think that they had a plan. They, meaning the producers, most likely maybe somebody affiliated with the production, had a plan to either when Beanie was set to leave, because she was going to leave eventually, I don't think she was going to play out the entire run, um, to uh, replace her with someone. And that person would most likely be Leah Michelle because people were talking about it. She also said something, Leah Michelle, she said something on the podcast. Um, we talk about other podcasts for a second. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great podcast called Little Me. And it's this guy talks to Broadway kids who have been on Broadway and they they talk about themselves and they're, you know, growing up in, in, in show business, et cetera, et cetera. And their iconic roles that they played on Broadway. So you get like all the Les Mis kids, Annie kids, Newsies, you know, all of them. And um, Leah Michelle was on that on that podcast, and it kind of dropped little hints, mm. possibly about the fact that there was something maybe in the works. So I think that. How long ago um, was that? Do you know? I have to give you the dates. I will like give a, you the dates. Like a month ago, maybe? No, no. It was a while ago because oh, she wow. said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she said something like, you know, Beanie's going to kill it. And um, and then said something else, which was a little bizarre. Um, just about, is this something that was a little bit too inside that, you know, you would say, what? What'd she just say? Right, right, so, right. Hmm. So, and then I think, and then this is just me thinking this. 
um, with a friend. But we thought, what a bizarre thing that Leah did the Tony Awards and did this, you know, section of Spring Awakening, which is the show she was in before she went to Glee. Mm-hmm. And um, why did they do this whole Spring Awakening thing? And I think, and my friend thinks that, um, my friend who's like this big Broadway, you know, just loves to talk about Broadway, totally undercover, um, said, you know, why was that thing so long? And what was, what was that all about? Like, why did she, why was she there? Why was she performing? What was going on with all of this stuff? And I think it was, you know, are people over the story about how abusive and whatever the story is about, you know, the, the onset shenanigans that happen and, and the meanness and all of that, they just wanted to see, could, could we forget about it? And clearly they were testing the waters. They were testing the waters and clearly nobody cared. Like nobody remembered, nobody cared because a lot of stuff has happened between all those breaking stories, um, which were awful, about what went on on the set of Glee and to this day. So clearly it doesn't matter because, you know, they, they made their decision and suddenly she's, she's in the show. And, it's, and, sh- and she's older, which is interesting, but it doesn't matter because it's not like it's an HD or anything. So... But I mean, she looks young. <laughs> she looks, but, yeah, she looks young. I mean, she, and she is young, but I mean, she's older for the role. Right. So, right. you know, and then, um, so that was interesting. And then, so then your item came out and I remember I reposted it on Facebook and people were all mad at me and, you know, like, what are you doing? And What are you saying? And that's so mean. And, da, da, da. and I said, I just posted news. I, I didn't, I didn't weigh in on how I felt. Right, right. But um, you know, and um, and then um, I guess they were had made their decision. So Beanie then released because this in the past like twenty four hours there have been five news items that are like you know breaking news. So Beanie released the fact that she thought that the she was leaving earlier than she had originally said, which was like the end of September. Now she was going to leave next week or or something. Right. And that the show had decided to take a different direction, which I found was a strange wording and um, referred to the uh, cast members as humans, which was weird. And then suddenly she's, so she's, she had the upper hand because the next day, like yesterday, I guess it was at like 10 AM was like, bam, Leah Michelle is going into. Right. Um, it was right after. You know, yep. Right after. So Beanie got to get in there first. Good which for was her. Good. She should. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, I think this whole thing is so sucky, you know. It is. So you- she. Get- yeah. But well, I was going to say, what do you think about her missing so many performances? That had to have been like a red flag. All well, that's an interesting story, too, because what happens is that you've. Misperformances, I think, because of COVID, and then misperformances because it's a vocally challenged. You know, it's a very heavy-duty show to carry for three hours, um, and I think that it was. I don't know. I don't think that they really helped her much vocally. It's very a difficult show to sing, and um, and I think that 
you know, being out was a problem because that has happened in the past. I mean, we there was an Annie years ago where one of the the Annie was fired and um, oh. because she was out of her, yeah. Um, Joanna Pacitti. It was a big story. She won a contest. Do you remember that story? No. What Uh, year was that? She was fired for being gay? Yeah. Well, she she was hired as part of a contest um, with uh, Macy's. And she had missed a few performances, a lot of performances, because all these shows are really hard. You can't. You can't be a mediocre singer. You know, you have to like really be able to sing. And she was li- she was young and, you know, and there were some problems and the producers had decided to um, let her go. And it was a big scandal and it was awful. It was awful for her. It was awful for her family. It was so anyway, everybody's affected. It's just terrible. Um, but it was so long ago that I don't, nobody really remembers all of that, but it's, you know, getting fired on a job that you love sucks and, and yeah, and there's that. But, um, but what was interesting is that, you know, there's this whole thing that's going on on Broadway where understudies have been on and then understudies suddenly become big stars. So Sutton Foster, who is now the lead and music man on Broadway, you know, she was an understudy. She took over for somebody in Thoroughly Modern Millie which was another show and um, years ago. And now she's like a Broadway leading lady. So Julie Benko is Beanie's understudy. So then there was this whole thing where Julie Benko was going to take over because Beanie hadn't been in it. And then was Beanie, you know, if she leaves, was Julie Benko going to take it? And then your thing came out and then everybody was crazy because it was like, oh, my God, Leah Michelle is going to take it where it's. So Julie Benko ends up now being the understudy. She's going to play the performances after Beanie leaves. And then she's going to take Thursdays. So she's going to perform on the Thursday performance. And then um, and apparently she's, you know, spectacular. And then um, when Leah Michelle goes in, Leah does all the performances except Thursday. So, so she gets a break. Yeah. Which they should give, you know? Yeah. It used to be called like matinee kids or, you know, when another person would play the role, they used to do that years ago. Now you have to do it all yourself. But anyway, Um, I'm curious if you read the blind item that I posted about the Broadway actress who took out her tampon right before going on and (laughs) flew it and flung it at I guess like an assistant or something Did you I see didn't that? but okay <laughs> because it caused a lot of like brouhaha like many people came to me and they were like it's Pamela Anderson it's Pamela Anderson um oh. be- because of the way it was worded I think it said that this was the this person's first time in a show and whatnot but people were writing in and saying you know I hate to me I hate to age shame but saying that she's not old enough to ha- still have her period. Have a potan- right, to have but a we don't, But at the same time, we don't know that. Then somebody wrote me and they said, this is an urban legend that's been going around Broadway for years that there was an- this actress who took out her tampon right before going on and flung it at an assistant. So I was just curious, <laughs> have you ever heard that urban legend? Or is this like, <laughs> is this a possible true story? It's it's totally possible. It's probably urban legend. Um, 
I've been on a photo shoot where you had to like, like a model had to pee so badly and you're on a plane and you had to, you know, throw everything out of the prop kit so that she could actually like pee in the prop kit. Oh. Um, yeah, that's happened. Um, so I, am I surprised? No, because, you know, you're waiting to go on and something happens and you're out there and there's nothing, there is nothing you can do. So if you got to get rid of that, if it, if it gets flung and, you know, and hits an assistant or hits a dresser or hits, um, whoever's, whoever's there, I'm, I'm sure that has happened many times. Yeah, I thought that was, it sounded so believable and everyone was like mortified, like, oh my God, who could it be? Like, this is crazy. Right. Well, you never, yeah, you never hear stories (laughs) like that. But yeah, I mean, it happens, you know, it just, it happens. Sure. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about is Army Hammer. (laughs) This week we saw pictures of Army Hammer um, selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands. And there was a lot of discrepancy in stories. Variety magazine came out with a statement saying that he's not selling timeshares. He's just hanging out at the hotel. And everyone referred to that being the truth. Well, cut to 24 hours later, you know, I had several people messaging me who had been in the Cayman Islands and encountered him literally saying to them, you know, if you need help with timeshares, if you need to be shown around the island, let me know. So the varieties you can't just like you can't always believe everything I post. You can't always believe everything that's in a legitimate news source. They don't always get it right. And there was photographic evidence and a video posted by TMZ showing him in what looked like a uniform where it you know looks like he worked at the hotel and everyone was messaging me saying like you know first of all they were some people were upset leave the poor guy alone let him just live his civilian life and i'm like please like this is an interesting story this is a you know an actor who was you know some could say on his way to A-list, you know, he was he had a lot of projects before his scandal came out. He had a fall from grace and now he's working as a, you know, a, a timeshare salesman at a resort in the Cayman Islands. Like, that's an interesting story. There's no shame. I'm. Just, it's just something that's interesting to report. Yeah. And also, yeah. And also they were like, he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the money. He's not doing it for the money. He's doing it, I think, a, I think he's bored being yes. hanging out on the Cayman Islands all day. And B, I think it's just part of his personality to like do these, you know, kind of like odd jobs. During COVID, he even talked about working construction in Palm Springs. So this is a la that. So I just want everyone to know that like, I don't think he's doing it for the money. I don't think it's invasive to talk about. And he is, in fact, selling timeshares. Well, his attorney said something weird because I actually kind of, it it got my attention because I'm just like, what? Well, I'm just mad because he was supposed to be in the offer, um, that Paramount Plus show. Oh my God. Who was he supposed to play? He was supposed to be Miles Teller. Shut up. Why didn't I know that? I feel like. Why didn't you know that? It's a good thing I came on today. (laughs) Jesus. Wait, (laughs) I knew, I knew he was supposed to be in the um, JLo movie. Yeah. 
Well, apparently, I don't know. I know, I know that I knew this because I just felt like, I don't know if this is like working for me, you know, with Miles. So really, I think he's doing an excellent job. Miles? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Army Hammer actually, you know, would have been even better. Yeah, you could be right. Wait, speaking of Miles Teller, I have like a quick thing that I need to just say. I was posting about Miles Teller in my Q&A and somebody messaged me and said, I heard from someone who recently was with him that he, quote unquote, puts out. And I asked, isn't he married? And the guy said he definitely wasn't acting like it. So first of all, I don't know what puts out mean. Out. I don't know what that means. But it's it was a very weird DM. I just needed to share it. I mean, I guess it means that he puts out. <laughs> I, I, I know. I just thought it was like such a weird thing to say. The person did it. I just want to say the person did not know what that meant. They had zero clarification. So right. I wouldn't read too much into it. I just thought it was something interesting. Back to ARMY really quick. <laughs> Last week, I talked about, um, with my guest, Ariel, I talked about Sanctum, the sex club. And she had briefly mentioned that Army Hammer and his wife were allegedly known to frequent Sanctum. And oh. this this caught the attention of one of my followers who had sent me messages that Army had sent her during the time where he was like really sliding into everyone's DMs. This was before his scandal broke. And there's one particular message that I was given permission to repeat. I'm going to have to say it in the form of a blind item because I do not feel comfortable repeating this person's name, but I will give a hint. So army tells this person and they're talking about sanctum, my follower in army. He tells this person that this specific, let's call her an A-list news anchor. Now I told you who it was and you described her as being very precious. So I liked that. So that's a good that's a good clue. An A-list precious news anchor was at Sanctum and allegedly Army witnessed her licking a random dude's ass and then getting effed in front of her husband. Now I'm cl- I am clapping. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so crazy but oh it's crazy it's M-G. so crazy <laughs> so basically people always ask me what is the craziest thing i've heard this is one of them and this yeah. is one of the ones that i have never repeated up until now because the person who told me was like please don't repeat this but so much time has passed so much has happened with army hammer it really isn't about him it's just about something he told someone Witness. allegedly happened yeah so but i told you who it was because i just couldn't like torture you with that descriptive and your reaction when I first told you was shock <laughs> but and I shock and then the more that it's like settled of <laughs> yeah. course of course because the quiet ones or the ones that are so precious as I labeled this person are the most likely to <laughs> have these crazy appetites yes. for this type of stuff. And it's the, the, the person that you least expect because the person who puts out, like we were saying, so that's like right. free, you know, somebody who's very free, somebody who's very, 
you know, just, you know, not disturbed by just being free and whatever. Um, that is not going to be, that is not going to be this person really. No, but, but doesn't she seem really uptight if you just like, Oh, a hundred percent. But the, I, so I can't even, so you've just told me this and it's like, I can't unsee what you told me. <laughs> that's what the, that's, <laughs> That's literally what the person who told me this, they said, I still think about it every time every, I see her online. I think when I wake up in the morning, you're going to see it. I'm going to be like, can I have my coffee? And hmm, I wonder what so-and-so's night was like last <laughs> night. But I know, but I know. And what was she wearing? And I know. Oh, my God. Like she, was what was genius. she wearing to Sanctum? Like a cardigan and like a pencil skirt? Like I, I need, <laughs> like if this is true, if this is true, it's fucking wild. And also good for her for like letting your, letting herself be free. Like what you just sure. said. That's, that's the thing. I yeah. mean, you know, it's, it's the, the crazy sexual appetites of people that are famous are, are just, and if you go back, it's, you know, it the the documentation and what you some jaw dropping jaw dropping but sometimes everybody needs a little release right no i totally you know <laughs> i i am far from a celebrity but i get it like sometimes running this account and like the day to day stuff that happens to me that's like crazy at the end of the day you know i'm like i need a drink like i need a hit <laughs> i need a hit of weed like you just need it so i can't imagine like on the huge levels that these celebrities operate they need a thrill they need oh, something yeah to feel they need something to relax they need something to release so I have there is no shame and like I'm you know <laughs> anything that this a-list newscaster is doing it actually kind of makes me makes her more relatable makes me like her kind of more yes exactly right yes I mean, people love to say also that she like th she has this reputation I think of being so wonderful but I've actually like on a side note have heard that she's kind of a bitch have you heard anything about her no. Being a bitch? Okay. No, it's not that I haven't heard. Well, I haven't heard that she's a bitch. I just heard that she's very demanding mm -hmm. and that she knows exactly what she wants and she's very direct. And sometimes in in the world that we're in, that can be perceived as being a bitch. Right. But if she gets what she wants, then all the power to her. I, I agree. mean, I agree you know. 100%. And we need yeah. to, as strong women, we need to turn that narrative around because you need to be that way. Do you know what I right. mean? Like, and also knowing who she is, I don't think that she would care what anybody actually would say about that. And it's just like, hell yeah. Well, I got what I wanted and this is what I like. And, and I, and I like what I like and, and that's it. And all the power to her. Yeah, you know? I agree. I agree. Well, I'm, I'm glad I got to share that with someone. You're the first person I think I've actually <laughs> that too I think maybe one other person I told a friend when I first found out but it's like I feel such a release that I've told you and it's like a weight has been lifted off my chest because that's literally one of the craziest pieces of celebrity gossip that I've ever heard and I, and you guys are gonna try to guess who it is I'm not gonna say just because I'm also kind of scared of her I feel like she could be kind of litigious she seems like yeah. someone who would be litigious yeah, so, but thank you for co-pilot on that <laughs> thank one. Thank you. I was like, thank you. Oh my <laughs> god! First of all, hold on. So, Sanctum, right? Is yes. its initials? Yes. Right. Yep. 
Because they have a website. And then yeah. I remember you had said something about it also being an in, there's an Instagram account, which of course there is. There is. They reposted. So we taught me and Ariel talked about them on the um, podcast last week and they took a clip and reposted it on their account. So oh my God. I, I, yeah, because I think so. Somebody also told me that everyone, all the celebrities are leaving Sanctum and going to um, or I don't know if it's new, but they're frequenting something called the Kinky Rabbit. I think that's like, well, of course they are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, now I got to follow the kinky rabbit. (laughs) Well, I get all of my information from like everything you say. And people say, well, you believe everything you read. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I actually do. Listen, this is the thing. If, If I post something that I don't believe, I'm the first one to say I don't believe this. I am not afraid of being wrong. And I'm right. not afraid to, pr- to saying I was wrong. But if I truly, truly believe something, like, I'm going to stick to my guns. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have an intuition about certain people that I talk to. So if I'm adamant totally. about something, then, Wait, you know. can I just, okay, can I just say I should be, like, promoting other things like myself? But can no, I just yes. say something? Yes. No, wait, no, 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 hold on. You've just, like, opened a whole new door because Sanctum's Instagram account is friggin' beautiful. That's mm. number one. So now you got me into the kinky rabbit, which I'm all I'm going to be talking about all day and probably for the next <laughs> week. And their Instagram account has got like sparkles all over it and like these beautiful women and snakes. So I totally understand why everybody's doing that. You totally understand like the switch is what you're saying. <laughs> Well, now these are new Instagram accounts. And then the best part is that, you know, I'm looking at this. And of course, it's like I have friends that are following both. Oh, shut up. That's so funny. Totally. That's so funny. I love that. Oh, my God. I love that. Well, we're out of time, actually. (laughs) I I know. I know. This has been so great. I loved having you. Tell tell everyone where they could find you. Okay. So my Instagram handle is um at sasha charnin morrison and um i can't even spell that because it's too early to i'll spell tag you off. i'll tag you oh, so, thank you yeah they'll spell, um, they could follow and you. the other thing i just wanted to say really quickly is that um I, at on tuesdays tonight i do a thing on instagram um a, a, like a little show called covet by christos and um i don't know if you remember decades in la yes absolutely but, um the co-owner has a show that he is like a network and I'm part of that. And finally, because I felt like I needed to be part of this amazing group that you've uh, accumulated here. I, I have a podcast beginning soon called Couture. Oh my God. Amazing. And Let me know it'll when it be comes about- out. Let me know when it comes out. I'll post it. Thank you. And it's a fashion uh, fashion and gossip and everything. So, it, I love but it's that. also like smart stuff for people who want to learn something. <laughs> okay. No, you know what I mean? Cause no, it's like, it's funny. Yes. It's funny to be a smart ass, but then it's also kind of nice to educate people every once in a while. So. Yes. Awesome. And you also have a book. Um, I don't know. Yes. Thank you. Available. See, yeah. you're like a better agent <laughs> than I am. Uh, yes. I have a book called secrets of stylists. Oh, actually it's an interesting thing that you brought that up because, um, did you see that thing about Cardi B's sisters, two stylists that stole, well, not, didn't, didn't return clothing, like $46,000 no. worth of clothes. No. Yeah. So anyway, the book is about if you want to um, be a stylist, wardrobe, fashion, personal, whatever it is, 
Um, it really is the tips and tricks of the trade on, um, you know, how to do it, not how to style, but really how to get tape and how to know where a tailor is and how to do a carnet and just like all Mm -hmm. of this stuff. So thank you for that. That's available on Amazon. And it's on Amazon and Google play. Great. So you can download it. That's awesome. I post good. a lot about celebrity stylists. So I feel like uh, yes. people would be well, you gotta you got to read up on this story because it just happened yesterday. Well, I would love to have you back to talk about celebrity stylists. Because, oh, I'd love to. It's my um, one of my favorites. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. I've had so much fun. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. And thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to Do You. New episodes will air every Thursday. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, you can also follow me on Instagram at DeMois.